calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. No recorder today? Damn it. I must have left it at the lab. You're not going to freak out and make us drive back, are you? No, it's fine. I'll just do it the old-fashioned way with some photos and handwritten notes. Good. So you remember how I said I'll never be surprised by how people die around here? I really don't like the sound of that. Why? Well, come on in. Smith's Refinery. What is this place? It's the largest twine processing plant around here. Before the Springfield Corporation, this was the big moneymaker of the town. Refined twine, huh? Is that a big industry? It was what founded the town back in the... Never mind. This isn't a history lesson, Sean. Somebody died and that's why you're here. Okay. Now what? Well? Well what? I'm not seeing anything. Look down. I'm still not seeing anything. Jeez! You're more dense than usual, aren't you, Spacer? Look, that's a spool spinner. Yeah, the giant scary machine. I got it, but I don't see blood or a body anywhere. He's in the twine. What? Like a fucking cocoon. There's someone inside that monstrous ball. You're sure? Yeah. We got security footage. Can I see it? It's kind of graphic. (laughs) I cut open dead people on a daily basis. I think I'll be fine. Fair enough. Okay. The office is right behind us. Audio Media presents How I Died. You ready? Just play it. Okay. There's a guy loading up some machine. Is that him? Yeah. Keep watching. He's leaning over. There's someone behind him. Shit. We're getting closer. Oh my god, they pushed him in. So, yeah. Do we know who he is? 
The owners identified him as Jackson Tunden, age 42. He's a manager here. Are there even night shifts here? Why was he here last night? Nope. There wasn't a reason for Tunden to be here this late. Especially not alone. I'm going to climb down here and start cutting him out. But what we're trying to find is why he was here and who pushed him in, right? <laughs> That's my job, yeah. And you're here to cut him out. I am cutting him out. Unless you want me to do it so you can go interview some more people. You could destroy crucial evidence or even nick the body. I'll just cut the cloth away slowly. Yeah, that was the joke, Spacer. <laughs> you do your job, I'll do mine. You've been trying to take over cases recently anyway. Jackson, or... The victim's head and upper torso have been exposed through the wool. His eyes appear to be completely bloodshot, which is consistent with suffocation. There's also significant bruising around his nose, mouth, and forehead. I imagine I'll find more bruising around his torso as this wool is wrapped very tightly around him. Moving down, I can actually feel a few cracked ribs near the sternum. These seem to have been broken during the wrapping process. And... You know what? No offense, Fran, but I was brought here under the pretense that we'd be working together, and you've been sidelining me since I started. <laughs> We're not partners, John. You're an employee of the sheriff's department, and guess what? I'm the fucking sheriff. I don't get where this contention's coming from. I've done nothing to you, but- You've overstepped your bounds on multiple occasions so far. You're interviewing people and telling me information that I'm supposed to find out during the course of investigation. I've helped you solve so many cases already. And I appreciate that. But you can't just magically be better at this job than every other Emmy we've had. And what makes a small-town sheriff qualified to solve homicides, huh? I bet you're great at stopping bar fights or catching corner store robbers. You watch your fucking mouth! I already didn't trust your bullshit from the moment you got here. And what is that supposed to mean? You led me to a decapitated head on a spike a few weeks ago, John. How can you explain that? We followed a clue. A clue you convinced me to follow. Do you know how much paperwork this shit has caused? You're pissed off at me. About paperwork? We're solving murders. You're making my job harder by putting more scrutinizing eyes on the department. So yeah, I'm pissed off. I have hospital staff saying they hear you talking to yourself when they walk by your room. We've got fucking reporters coming around asking about you. About how you solved so many murders so quickly. And that damn Curtis guy who is practically Stalking us. Curtis again? Yeah, again. Damn it, why won't this guy leave me alone? That, that's what you pick up on from this conversation? You gotta be kidding me. Please, what was he talking about? I don't know. He's fucking crazy, John. He was ranting on and on about some shit, like talking to you in the ER, okay? I don't know. He's a conspiracy nut. The real problem is that more shit is coming our way, and it's because of you. And what do you want me to do? Not do my job? Oh, I want you to do your job. And I want me to do mine. Then we can leave it at that. You know what? Fine. I'll put my head down then, and if murders go unsolved, then so be it. 
No matter what you think of this place, I am damn good at my job, kid. I have been solving cases long before you got here. And I will be solving them long after you leave. I need to examine the body. Good. Get to it. I'm going outside for a smoke. Asshole. I'm doing my job and helping her. She doesn't even want these cases solved. Well, that sounded hostile. Where did you come from? I've been here the whole time, but I didn't want to interrupt. How did you know I could hear you? Oh, I didn't. Not really. But it seemed rude to interrupt either way. (laughs) A polite ghost. Now that's a change of pace. So I'm a ghost, am I? That's my body in there? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Figures. I'm going to keep working if you don't mind. So if this place isn't open at night, what were you doing down here so late? I couldn't sleep. You couldn't sleep so you came to work? It might sound strange, but the whirring of the machines always helps me relax. Is this something you do often? Only every once in a while. Usually I'm stressed during the day and I can just relax and listen to the sound. But tonight, it's just a little different. It's so quiet living out here. I can't sleep without the noise of cars or something. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. You're not from around here either? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm from Baltimore, actually. What made you move out here? My wife died in a car accident. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. I just needed to get away, and... Oh, I'm dead now, so when do I see her? I'm not sure, actually. I really don't know how any of it works. You've never asked? (laughs) I don't usually follow up with any of my... patients. But I can understand the curiosity... If I'm being honest, I moved here to get away from something myself. Well, I need to find my wife. Well, connecting with you didn't work, huh? I I need to move on. If I could just ask you a few questions. No, you can't. Wait, why? I'm sorry. I I don't want to be here. Wait, wait, wait. Please don't go. Fuck. (sighs) I don't know if I can cut him out right now. My mind's not in it. If I nick the body, or I'm not super careful, this could be... Hello? Hello? Who's there? My name is Garrett. Garrett Sweeney. I think... I I think I killed someone. Shit. Where are you, Garrett? Up here! Stay where you are. I'm coming up. Am I going to jail? I I can't. Hold on. I'll be right back. Wait in this office. (sighs) This is the last thing I need right now. Crowley! What? There's There's a kid in here. He says he thinks he killed someone. I leave you alone for one second. And you engage a witness again. I didn't. Barely talk to him. Don't worry. You better not have, or I'll be sticking your ass so far down in the lap. You won't see sunlight again till you quit. Come on. Hey, Garrett. I thought you didn't talk to him. He told me his name. Hey, son. I'm Sheriff Crowley. This is Dr. Spacer. Do you know where you are? Yes. I... 
I, I told Dr. Spacer that I killed someone. Did he? He yelled it at me. I didn't say anything. What's your name, kid? Garrett Sweeney. Okay. Because of your age, we need a consenting adult or a lawyer here. Now, it's just protocol. I'm going to have to put you in handcuffs while we get you down to the station. You mind riding in my cruiser? Yeah, sure. Doc, you capable of finishing up here? Or should I go get Curtis to help? Yeah, I can handle it. Good. Thanks for coming to get me this time. Maybe you can learn after all. <laughs> I'm parked outside. Let's go. Jackson, you're not still here by any chance, are you? <sighs> Figures. Why do all these ghosts keep disappearing so quickly? So frustrating. I don't even think I can find anything else on his body. Unless there's any other extenuating findings, the evidence, along with the video and potential confession, conclusively point to suffocation as the cause of death in this homicide. I've got to remember to ask Crowley about the case number after the body's been moved back to the forensic lab. <sighs> it just... It feels like there's definitely something weird going on around here. Something more than just a curse. I mean, first there was that weird radio static, then a voice of a person trapped in a bunker, and now this machine turns on just as someone falls inside. I don't know much about geo or electromagnetic frequencies, but could that explosion from Springfield Corp really be what's behind all of these freak accidents? Ah, who am I even talking to? I'm used to having that recorder on me all the time. How I Died is an audio media original production, co-starring Vince DiGianni as John Spacer and Shayna Waring as Sheriff Fran Crowley. This episode featured guest performances by Brian Morgan as Jackson Tunden and Patrick Mealy as Garrett Sweeney. Audio editing and sound design was done by Vince DiGianni with mastering by Alexander Mark. Sound effects and foley provided by freesound.org are created in-house at Audio Media. The How I Died theme song was created by Mike Lynch at silentmikemusic.com. Thank you again for listening, and until next episode, try not to die. of households that join Peloton early in the year are still active a year later. Yeah, if you like cycling to EDM. Not just EDM. Try cycling to Broadway hits, take a scenic hike in Iceland on our treadmill, or row to some 80s jams. Because I have so much free time. Whether you have 30 minutes or just five, Peloton can fit any schedule. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton tread, row, or bikes risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.